Welcome to the manual. I hope all is well. And we are doing the best to be the best selves that we are putting forward into the universe. Today I want to discuss something uh, that has been on my mind for a while and it may be a little controversial for some of my listeners, but I'm going to go ahead and shoot my shot. No pun intended. In Chicago, Illinois, over the weekend, Father's Day weekend, there were 106 people shot, 14 of which were shot fatally. And a couple of minors were killed. A three-year-old was killed over the weekend. Where are the Black Lives Matter people on this type of stuff? Where are you guys? Where, how have you guys been in places like Chicago, for instance? I'm singling out Chicago because that's the one that has kind of been on my mind. Since the pandemic, some of their numbers have lowered because we all know in America, Chicago is one of the, if not one, uh, if not the leading place of gun homicides in the country per capita. It is insane to me that you guys aren't protesting or there's no government response, there's no state of emergency because those black lives matter. Where are you guys? As of Monday, the department actually had 491 murders on the year. A total that was down from 579 in 2018 and 670 in 2017. And the worst year of all on record was 2016 with 800 shootings. This was insane. This was insane. And again, I am not hearing any any battle cries, any rallies. Uh, again, we're focused on taking down Confederate monuments and, and, and fighting for social injustice. Yes, the fight for that is just as important. But no one is seeing that this this is a trend in Chicago. That this is this is insane. How many lives are going to be lost before this stops? Some of these shootings are random. Like people are going out shooting people like it's a sport. Some people are targeting people for whatever reason that that's about. You know, retaliations for something that they might have done. I don't know. Could it be robberies that went wrong? I don't know. But in the middle of a pandemic, on a weekend, nice weekend, around the country for the most part, 106 people shot. Let's process that. If you are a police officer in Chicago, you got a hell of a job. If you are a detective, you have a, a, a more arduous time investigating these crimes because as you're as you're getting cases cases are tripling and quadrupling as you're as you're trying to fight cases as you're you're trying to discover what happened as you try to make light of what's going on you guys are at the forefront of an epidemic pandemic whatever you want to call it where are the black lives people now like where are you guys i get the work that you're doing is is, is, is pivotal and I get and, and I actually am admired by your grind because you are doing something that my generation couldn't do the generation before me were marching and, and doing that kind of thing but you guys are out there now it's kind of like it skipped our generation not saying that it's non-existent because we had people 
that are still fighting a good fight for us during my time as a kid and growing up. But now that I'm a full-blown adult, my daughter's age group, they're the ones fighting this cause now. But where are you guys? Where Where is the, where is this? I, I would love to talk to somebody from the Black Lives Matters movement to kind of get an understanding of what does this even mean? Is this just mean Black Lives Matter when it's when it's something publicized to uh, on a media scale? Because this is a Black Lives Matter thing right here. 106 people fatally, sorry, uh, 106 people shot, 14 fatally. 14 people died this weekend needlessly. We talk about social injustice and we talk about inequalities and things of that nature. I get it. I live I live in a society too. But how how long are we going to turn a blind eye to this? How long are we going to turn our turn our ears off? How how long are we going to close our eyes to what's going on? I was watching something one time um on YouTube, I think. I was watching something. Something was in my feed about a person giving an interview about something that happened in his neighborhood in Chicago just a couple of years ago. And as he was broadcasting on Facebook Live, he was shot to death in a random shooting. I don't know if he was targeted. I can't remember the story, what, what happened. But I remember watching this. Uh, obviously, the, the, um, the YouTube version was a recording of what happened on Facebook Live. But he essentially got shot to death on Facebook Live. For the life of me, I cannot understand this. I would never understand this. Just like I wouldn't understand gang violence when, when Bloods and Crips kill each other. For turf. Turf that you don't even get taxes for. You don't control that block. You may control the, the, the narcotics or whatever else happens in that neighborhood, but you don't, you don't get taxes from that block. You don't control that turf. Stupid. And and here we are at the at the precipice of something great, something to change. And then we have something like this happen in Chicago. The, if we didn't have the pandemic, this is what they're regularly doing in Chicago. Every weekend there's there's multiple double digit shootings in Chicago. It's only slowed down because we've been in a pandemic. And this probably this probably been happening, but we probably haven't had a number this high in in a while. Same thing with school shootings. We haven't had any school shootings because there hasn't been any school. It took it took it took this shutdown to stop that. But what is it gonna take to stop the violence in Chicago? What is it gonna take? When is that gonna stop? The chances of someone of someone reaching the age of twenty five. Shit, 21 in Chicago, young black male. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. I remember talking to my daughter's ex-husband, uh, who's from who's from Chicago, lived in the South Side, and he joined the, the military to kind of get away, and he explained to me one time we were talking about how bad it is, how bad, you know, it is. We, you know, and anyone that grew up in an urban center can relate to certain things that happen, but again, on a scale of where I grew up versus the south side of Chicago, which is probably just the size of the city I grew up in, and that's just a section of Chicago, they were getting double-digit numbers, 50, 60 people shot, 100 people shot, 
six. I'm sorry, eight hundred in, in in 2016, eight hundred over the course of a year. In D.C., where I live, there's we have laws against having firearms if you're not a first responder or military personnel. You can't have a weapon in D.C. proper, or in a wall. Let me let me recant. You're not supposed to have a weapon. And I think as much as they do in Chicago with with progress, trying to get these guns off the street, you know, by having state borders not, you know, not aligned with the cause, you can go into another state and buy a weapon if, if you can't buy it in Chicago. And that's a big problem. But I never see Congress acting on this. They turn a blind eye to it, whether they're public or Republican or Democrat or independent, conservative or liberal. It doesn't matter because it's not Beverly Hills, in my opinion. It's not. It's not happening in Beverly Hills. It's not happening in 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 in, in Laguna County. It's happening in the South Side of Chicago. For the most part, and that's sad. But where the fuck are you, Black Lives people? Like, where are you guys at? Because this kind of falls under the umbrella. I heard people saying about. The, the the way labeling Black Lives Matter is kind of is kind of inclusive and exclusive of certain things because all lives should matter. I do agree to an extent all lives matter. Black lives matter to me because I'm a black man in America. But I also understand that all all other lives matter as well. And they should. When it comes to the police thing, I've I've mentioned this to nauseum. It's about policing that has to change. It's particularly in the black community or communities of color, but policing as a whole, the the militarization of the police forces, that's the problem. The the insensitivity training they don't or do get, maybe not enough or is non-existent. So I can imagine when an officer goes into the south side of Chicago to investigate a homicide or to to make to make an arrest, how crazy that situation has to be. What kind of training do these guys have to have? It is insane. I, I, I'm, I'm looking for adjectives. I, I have no words. Like, I'm reading. I'm like, wow. You know, and I just I happened to be online looking for something and came across this on my feed that there were 106. There was no mention of this on CNN, on MSNBC, on Fox News. On any local channels, unless you're in Chicago, no one mentioned this. It is Thursday. This happened over the weekend. This happened on on Saturday and Sunday. I guess it ain't news. Doesn't matter. We're under the guise of everything is everything is is going to be honky dory and everything is going to be fine, but we're still fucked up. These things are still happening on a grand scale. And summer hasn't really even officially kicked in yet because I think the weekend after the 4th of July is where really summer kind of really, at least for, you know, the neighborhoods I grew up in, that's when the summer really started because you got out of school in June, beginning of June. So you would have been fresh out of school now a couple of weeks and then the summer really comes into focus around the 4th of July and it would last until Labor Day. So how many more of these weekends are we going to see? How, are we going to even hear about this stuff? As of right now, they're at 471 murders in Chicago. 
You got some places around the around the country where they might have two murders for the year. For the year, let alone a weekend for the year. What's what's the problem? Like, is it systemic? Is it is it is it what? What is it? I can't even like put put temperature to it because I don't even know what can cause this. Is it is this like the the usual suspects? A lack of resources, you know, lack of education, uh, no parental guidance, uh, bad policing, uh, areas where you know people don't even want to go into. So these things just run rampant. I don't even know what the root cause is anymore. There was no news of this at all. I just happened to stumble upon it on YouTube of all places because I love being on YouTube, as you guys know. Looking for something. And my feed kind of just catches everything. It's a big, broad net now, so it catches everything that comes across it. A three-year-old was killed. His father was targeted in a shooting, and he he took a bullet. Three-year-old. A three-year-old. You guys fucking serious? Amidst all that's going on, and you guys haven't been watching, you guys haven't been dialed in, patched in, whatever you want to call it, that 106 people got to get shot in a weekend? I would love to hear your thoughts on this for my listeners. I would love to get your questions, if this even matters, or if you guys even fucking care. Because I feel some kind of way about it. It wasn't even addressed. I don't know what it's going to take. I have no clue what it's going to take. I don't know what what we can do in Chicago, in places like Chicago. I'm pretty sure there's other, there's other uh, states and cities that experience something close to this or, you know, for what they deem unacceptable levels of gun violence. Because I'll tell you what, they're not going to take away guns. It's never going to happen. Since they... Ink that Constitution and ink that into the the uh, the the First Amendments and and the amendments. I'm sorry, in the uh, in the Bill of Rights and and all that kind of stuff. It's not going to happen. Not going to reverse course. Yeah, places like Australia who who banned for the entire country. They banned the use of firearms. They you know they banned legal firearms. They banned you know that kind of they they cracked down so hard that. You got to think twice about using a weapon in Australia if you're not first responder. In some countries, so so many laws are severe. And if you guys know about law, you know, the country, the uh, countries of the world kind of adhere to two types of law, whether it's civil or tort. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, again, I'm not, you know, my podcast is not about educating, re-educating or whatever. It's touching on, breezing on so you can actually go do some legwork and find out. In civil law countries and in tort law countries, the laws are different. The the ruling class or the the, the monarchies or the democracies or whatever you want to call it, who's in power gets to dictate how the how the laws are for the country and what can and cannot happen. But again, in these United States, United States being in air quotes, it's basically everyone for themselves 
we have federal law that governs all, but it just doesn't it doesn't have the jurisdiction that it that that, that it has. I don't know if why that is or if it's just blatant irresponsibility by our leaders that we don't have these things in place. What's happening in Chicago or what happened even even if even if we didn't have the prior history uh, of Chicago being a place of a lot of gun violence, the fact that in this particular one weekend, a weekend ago, we had 106 shootings, 14 fatalities, some, I think half of that were minors. That's something to call in the National Guard, don't you think? Something that you would seriously want to get your hooks into? Because that's insane. That is, I keep, I have no other words but insane. I have no other, and I'm usually good at trying to dig up good words, good synonyms. I don't even know what to say anymore. For all those families that experienced a loss this weekend in Chicago, my heart goes out to you. My prayers go out to you. We are sorry for your loss. It shouldn't have happened. I don't know what the victims did. If it was warranted, if you want to use that word, if it was a revenge for a retaliation for maybe they took someone's life, I don't know what could have caused that. But to have 106, 106 random encounters, unlikely, but 116, 106 shootings on the book. Wow. Spell wow backwards is still wow. I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, Black Lives Matter. It, is it just, you know, if anyone's listening out there from from the movement who's not affiliated by just going to a protest? I'm talking about you're deeply connected, you're interwoven into the fabric of it, and you live, breathe it every day. I would love to hear from you. I would love to address why I'm asking you, where are you guys when things like this happen? Yes, we need to celebrate. Uh, victories, yes, we need to acknowledge and 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 abolish certain things, but this would actually fall on the Black Lives Matter because these lives probably mattered. Out of that 106, I'm probably I'm probably you know gonna go on a limb here and say that some of those people probably didn't even deserve to die. Yes, I do believe people sometimes deserve to die for things that they might have done. That's just me. Judge me as you will. Judge me as you will. But again. This is a systemic problem, isn't it? Black Lives Matter. I'm not coming down on you guys or, or calling you guys out in that regard, but I am calling out what what are you guys doing? Is this on your radar? Is this something that you guys are working on that I'm oblivious to? Because if I am, I am gladly big enough as a man to say, hey, I was wrong. You guys are fighting this on all fronts, but it seems like the focus has just been on police brutality. But there's also black and black crime. So when, when, the, when the right comes at us telling us about, well, what, what's up with the black on black violence? You know, we're, they're right. They're right. No pun intended. Because at the end of the day, our communities don't get better until we get better. Until we treat our place of, uh, of residence as home that we're not going to tolerate this stuff anymore. I remember as a kid growing up and telling myself, you know, before my parents moved out of um, East Orange, that 
if they don't move out, I'm going to move out when I get old enough. Because it wasn't a horrible place, but I've been to places that were better. I've, I've had friends, visit friends that had a, you know, a better neighborhood, and so to speak, did, did things on the weekends. One of the things when we first moved to Piscataway, uh, I was in college when my parents moved up there. I noticed something about the, everyone in the area. Everyone kind of had swimming pools and hot tubs and, you know, there were these wide open parks and it was beautiful out there, but it was quiet. The quiet was so deafening to me that I was like, wow, where am I? Am I on Mars? I don't, I don't hear fire trucks. I don't hear police cars. I don't hear anything. But it's beautiful out here. But then I noticed the kids, who were kids at the time, I was in my early, uh, well, let's call it mid-20s. The kids became, you know, playing basketball in the park. They wanted to be so much like where I came from. It was ridiculous. We were telling them stories about where we grew up, and they were more interested in and and that stuff then interested in having the resources and the, and the ability to do things at leisure out here i was like you guys don't understand like everyone that that lives in the inner city for the most part it's not a it's not a it's not a joy it's not a joy when the summer rolls around and all you do is stand on the block and hang out or, or go to the park and play basketball all summer long i got to go away to sleepaway camps and stuff like that that was cool but at the end of the day, nobody wants, if you have these resources, if you have, you know, these things available to you, why not take advantage of them? You are blessed. Like my dad used to say, people, things that you take advantage, people are praying for. People are praying for those things. I don't know what we're going to do. As much as I want to be filled with hope. You know, we're, you know, the focus now is on these Confederate statues and, and all of that. And rightfully so. Some of this stuff, you know, I have, I, have a, I have a take on it that this stuff belongs in the museum because it is a part of American history, whether we like it or not. It is a part of the American history in this country. Whether you acknowledge it or not, it, is a, it happened. They cannot reverse it. You know, we don't know what if we were told the full truth, but we were the fact that these things exist. We know something happened to this extent. So put it in the museum. Anybody who wants to, who wants to patron it or whatever, go to the museum and see it. We don't have to see it in, in every township scattered across the country. I get that. Or scattered across the South. I get that. But what I, I can't understand is that we are muting. We are shutting out and shutting off. We can only see one thing at a time. But human beings are designed to see in every direction if we just turn our heads. Either turn your head to or turn your head from. Turn your fucking head. Man, it's been crazy. I want to know what your thoughts are, if you have any. If you don't, that's fine. But if you have any, I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Thank you for choosing the manual.